Hello, my name is Daniel Burris. I'm the author of seven books, including Technotrends, Flash Foresight, and the Anticipatory Organization. Uh, for the last 40 years, I've been running a research company that has been focused on looking at the future of technological change and the actions you should take today. Uh, today, I am interviewing Richard Berkman, and he is the he leads IBM's global digital commerce business. So this is a global business and it's digital commerce. That's our subject today. Uh, Rich, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Sure thing, Dan, and thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Rich Berkman, and I, as you mentioned, I lead our global digital commerce practice at IBM. Uh, I've been in the space of uh, commerce and e-commerce uh, across multiple industries, but clearly focused heavily uh, on, on retail uh, and distribution for a long, long time, almost 30 years in that space. And um, where I started out, I pioneered the world's first retail store for online shopping back in the early 90s uh, with a small group of founders that was putting physical retail stores in place in LA and New York to incubate and humanize online shopping. So we had T1 lines pumped into these stores while everyone was still on 28 and 14.4 uh, modems. And we were incubating and really gaining an understanding of what it meant to shop online, what it meant to humanize it, make it secure. And from that day forward, I've been involved in driving great experiences with from startups and upstarts to enterprise clients in helping them transform uh, their experiences to really hit customers across the many different channels that they can interact on uh, right up until today. And so we look forward to taking them into the future that way. All right, well, now you can get a little bit of an idea why I wanted Rich to uh, be on this because he's got amazing depth of knowledge and it goes back a long ways. So with that said, let's start out by talking about some of the biggest challenges uh, retailers are facing as we look at digital commerce. And let me just address that phrase very quickly. We're used to talking about e-commerce, um, and that's you know where you look, you click, and you buy. And it's kind of like what it's been so far, but we're moving to intelligent commerce and what technology is allowing us to do. And it is also something happened in 2020 called the pandemic, and it actually caused us all, it forced everybody on the planet to go digital. And it drove e-commerce, advanced 10 years in less than a year. Advanced 10 years, now look at we're talking beyond exponential. And what we're here to tell you is, that means there's beyond exponential opportunity if you know where to find it. So the challenges uh, that you're facing are, whoa, e-commerce, Amazon's eating the world, how are we going to survive? There's been retails closing down like crazy, stores going on, you've read the list, you know what's going on. Uh, Rich, talk to us a little bit from your experience, because again, you've got a global experience with heavy technology dealing with retailers and the entire area of commerce. What are you seeing as their biggest challenges? And I'd like you to add opportunity in there. Uh, you, you hit a lot of great points there. The last two years have forced a fundamental change from the tactical implementation, the click by what you were just talking about of commerce technology to become commercialized as a strategic growth driver. And that's what I think people really realized over the last couple of years through that advancement of 10 years of digital transformation in a very short period of time 
In simple terms, commerce is no longer in the back seat or the back office of processing transactions or just thinking about it as the buy button. It's also clear that successfully driving growth that commerce experiences have to be the North Star. To do this, retailers must stay laser focused on providing shopping experiences which are trusted, convenient, and relevant. Uh, understanding how to best provide those in a contextual uh, in a contextual way that informs and uh, approaches towards personalization, channel automation, visibility, and, and new business models are all expanding with our clients. And applying intelligence to commerce becomes the only way to ensure that each interaction consistently delivers on the brand promise of retailers today. Uh, so is it that you can drive and deliver your message, your information at the preferred channel with the right information at the right time with the right content? So we want to empower customers with expanded business models. This includes marketplaces, subscriptions, B2B to C in many cases. And the only way to build this customer loyalty in a very dynamic and ever-changing world of engagement options uh, is to have a clear focus on the experience you're delivering your customer and your capability to deliver those experiences across channels for where it is relevant that your customers are engaging. All that is made a lot more challenging for enterprises who are thinking about moving from what I would call what you to the old point and click and legacy stacks of commerce to suites to an API led decoupled architecture that can support the kind of experiences that really translate to the bottom line are quantifiable business outcomes. And that is going to allow customers to take our customers and those trying to deliver great enterprise physical meets digital and, and, and e-commerce experiences or intelligent commerce experiences to deliver and take advantage of new and emerging technologies from various third parties that allow companies to be more nimble to be more responsive and to engage their customers in market dynamics in a quick and valuable way. You know, one of the things I like to talk about is being agile and nimble is good. You gotta be good, but that's also reactionary. Uh, agility is about reacting as quickly as you can to a disruption after it disrupts, reacting as quickly as you can to a problem after it occurs. And you need to be agile but one of the things that we're trying to help you to do is to also become what I call anticipatory, because we know some future facts here. One is AI is not going away. Number two, AI is being embedded in everything. Number three, you don't have to own the AI. We've got AI as a service today so that you can buy your little piece of it and apply it uh, to whatever it is you're trying to do. Another thing is we're no longer in a period of rapid change. We're in a period of true transformation. And if you're just changing a process, a product or service, how you sell, how you market, frankly, you're falling behind every year. You better be transforming it because the world is now transforming. Are you only changing? Quick thoughts on that, uh, Rich. To really address some of those opportunities, if you will, around data, around intelligence, around insight, that's it's been a huge challenge for many over the years. And some of our best clients and some of where everyone has the opportunity to leverage that kind of insight is to derive those great insights from the data you have. 
As we like to say, it's all in the data. I've been saying that for years, uh, going back to one of the analytics startups that I had that followed the, the commerce and experience stuff, because business leaders need to stop giving lip service to understanding their customer, and they really need to focus on leveraging data, and more importantly, the insights they can derive from that data to understand their customers better. Right? They need to leverage it and they need to use it in a permissioned way. That's a very important aspect of today, which is especially in a cookie-less world that's coming you know, uh, forward for a lot of people. Uh, they have lots of data. They need to use it. And in order to use it, they need to then activate it and help you know, know your customer, the KYC of, of, uh, of, of understanding your customer, knowing your customer. Uh, really is where you have an opportunity to move the needle. I think what most people don't realize about AI especially is that folks try to boil the ocean as it relates to how I can I leverage this AI? And they, they, they go through tons of use cases and lots of them are very macro. When you look at the bottom line and the small margins in retail, what you have to recognize is that if you apply AI in a, in, in a very targeted way, just moving the needle a little bit with that AI accounts for tens of millions, if not much more billions of dollars. And that's where people often get lost. Where do I apply the AI? And that's where you really have an opportunity to discover the best places in your retail, in your commerce, in your digital journeys, where you can apply that AI and make it effective for those experiences you deliver to your clients. So what do we want you to do? What we want you to do is to realize that this is strategic and digital commerce and all commerce. In other words, it's, remember, we live in a human world and a technical world. We live in both. And we live in a physical world where people will want to shop, but we also live in a digital world. So we did omni-channel marketing where we tried to bring our, our different channels together for the same kind of experience, whether you're online or off. Frankly, that is getting to be old-fashioned. Uh, now what we need to do is to really integrate the entire experience together and make uh, the uh, the e part, the e-commerce part, and the physical part so seamless and blended together that you really don't think of them as separate. And this is, as you referred to before, Rich, is your strategic North Star. As I call it, a future fact, hard trend. This is not going away. This is getting more so. And if something is gaining in speed and power, I want it to be my best buddy, not my worst enemy. So one of the things I would want you to do is to take a look at your current strategies as a leader in retail and ask yourself, is digital, the digital part of commerce, notice I'm not calling it e-commerce, I've elevated it, is the digital part and the holistic part in the part where we bring it all together, is that indeed designed as a North Star with our strategies going forward? And if not, you should be making some adjustments. With all of the technology innovations taking place and the fact that we're in a truly transforming phase where we're transforming every business process because technology is already enabling it, uh, what can retailers do to make uh, what we'll call intelligent commerce their new key growth engine? What are some thoughts you might have on that? So the first thought is that they really need to be strategic in their efforts. Um, and they need to know where they stand against the best experiences that their customers are having elsewhere. And as the saying goes, don't try to boil the ocean. 
You know, there's a never ending list of channels and features and functions that build off any company's foundational commerce capabilities. But that doesn't mean all of them are right for your business. You know, we've discussed previously, Daniel, that it begins to, you know, with understanding your customer, their needs, where they are and where they aren't channel wise, you know, relative to a company's products and services that they offer. And sometimes you may even discover that you have a base of buyers that you never knew you had. Uh, as an example, a long, long time ago in a planet far, far away, when I was working uh, uh, to help launch one of the first uh, online community forums as part of a retail commerce site for a popular women's hosiery brand, uh, we rolled out and began monitoring the discussions that were going on and leveraging that insight to uncover what we found is a very significant new market opportunity. Uh, I'll give you one guess as to what the popular channel was that led to uh, purchases in their community. Anything? Uh, boy, that could be a lot. I probably would guess wrong. You tell me. It was swimmers. Ah. So they found that using pantyhose contributed to faster times and reduced friction in the water, which, of course, has now led fast forward ourselves to new products that you see just in the Olympics you know, over the summer uh, where swimmers are wearing, uh, you know, tighter, fitter swim tights. That all started because people started, swimmers started using pantyhose to drive faster swim times. They'd even start to put them over their swim tights as those were evolved and then take them off. Like, a you know, somebody who's a, a batter puts on, you know, extra weights for their bat. Well, they would then do that and remove it to allow them to do that. So you could discover you know, the moral here is that you don't know what you don't know. And the 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 insight, it's all in the data. The information is there for you. And if you can hone in on that, we, we really focus on three growth levers with our clients. And those growth levers allow them to help drive that North Star vision that everyone can align around and a roadmap to help them drive forward how they're going to tackle achieving that vision. That starts with experience orchestration and understanding what kind of experiences you need to orchestrate for your clients so that you match their best experiences that they have everywhere else. It means you're leveraging data and insights effectively, and it means you have an ecosystem that you can quickly and easily evolve to take advantage of new intelligence and technologies as you go forward. Well, you know, on the customer experience and orchestration comment that you made, uh, a lot of the problems retail has had over the years and a lot of the closures wasn't because of uh, just Amazon. It was because of boredom. Uh, what I'm getting at is a lot of, if you go into a Sears store, or you go into a Target or whatever, and you look at the last several years, uh, you know, it's the same old, same old. And after a while, it's like, well, why do I need this experience? Because frankly, it wasn't a good one. And our people were not upskilled and uptrained so a lot of times the shopper knew more about what they were looking for than the person that they were talking to. But technology can help us in so many ways, including our, uh, our staff, because they can have a little Bluetooth thing in their ear going to a little AI up in the cloud and uh, have amazing access to exactly where things are and what things need. We've got glasses coming out where you can overlay data with uh, augmented reality and all sorts of new tools allowing us to totally transform the world uh, of, uh, of retail. But it all is about data. 
and it's about extracting the insights from the data. And as you said, uh, they're you know not just the swimmer example, but I've got countless examples myself. And if you look at any of the seven books I've written, I love to throw ideas out of how from data you can pull insights. You know, there's um, the CEO of Sony uh, made a great comment uh, several years ago. He said, "If we only knew what we know." And uh, in other words, there's all this data, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what it means. Thank goodness we have AI and other tools that are allowing us to extract that knowledge and bring it to us. That means we need to have a strategy. We need to have a system to be able to do that. And thanks to the Internet of Things and something called edge computing, uh, you've just begun to see the ability to create data. Well, a lot of data doesn't help me. Strategic Insights does. So that's where we need some tools to help that uh, to take place. So to make this a strategic growth engine, realize it is, and by the way, if you don't do it, if you don't really make this your strategic growth engine, guess what? Your competitors will. In other words, one of the things I like to uh, teach people is the cost of the no is more expensive than the cost of the yes. See, back in the old days, three, four years ago, what <laughs> uh, uh, you could say no to something and good. I say, no, I don't have to spend money. I don't have to cost. My people don't have to work. I'll just say no to new technology, no to AI, no to all these things. I can, I've got a website. Who cares whether it's working or not? I'm busy doing what I'm doing. Of course, you can busy yourself right out of business. But, uh, uh, but in this case, uh, these things are hard trends, future facts, they are happening and expanding. If you don't do it, someone else will. What I'm getting at is the cost of the no could cost you your business, as many retailers have discovered. It could cost you a new client base that's richer and better than your current one because you didn't even know they existed. It could cost you new ways of tweaking your store based on real-time intelligence that could change sales within 24 hours. Or brick and mortar. You could do that if you've got the right sensors and the right data. So we're really talking about what do you do? Make this an imperative. Make this strategic. Do a little assessment of your current strategies that you have in place and make it, is this indeed a digital North Star for our retail, whether you have five stores, one store, or 5,000 stores, is this our digital North Star? Again, what's the cost of it not being? And I would say, you don't want to experience the cost of the no here. I think you need to experience the cost of the yes. Any last comments on uh, on this element of uh, things that they can do to make it a digital growth engine? Yeah, I think you you nailed one. You nailed a number of really important part, uh, factors there. But if I was going to call out just a couple of things, it would be that you don't want to end up in the analysis paralysis state. You have tons of data and insight, and that's why what you said, Dan, around being strategic with it is so important. You can go and measure everything, but using AI, really honing in on opportunities uh, to leverage your data effectively, and especially across channels as well, you know, is, is critical today. Because if you don't do it, your competition is for sure. And the, the key there is that with very um, acute focus, on critical measures to your business, applying AI and tweaking things just a little bit can account for big movements in the needle for your, for your bottom line. 
And so that's really important. As that physical meets digital, you everyone remembers those days of walking into the store, returning an item and going, hang on, I you did that somewhere else. I can't find you in my system. Let me go figure out and get a manager to come over here and help. Today, it's expected that what I do online, if I come into your retail store, you know exactly what I bought, when I bought it, and can facilitate that return and that purchase and that experience can be delightful, right? And we well, yeah, with that. technology, I might even know who you are coming in because of some, you were here previously. So I can say, oh, hi, Rich, good to see you again. Because well, how do I know that? Because something came up on my screen and I can see it or something appeared in my glasses to say, oh, this is Rich. So, exactly. you know, we can make this like elevate the human experience. We're humans. So the key here is don't wait. Take action now. Well, change is not slowing down. Hey, it's speeding up. If digital transformational change is not your best friend, it's going to be your worst enemy. And this is about using it to your advantage. And one way to do that is to look into the future of retail. And I believe that the good old days of retail are not behind us. They're indeed ahead of us, but they don't look like what was behind us. So a key question is, okay, so what is ahead of us? And one of the things that we know is something I would call the datification of everything. Whoa, what does that mean? That means that because of the implementation of uh, the Internet of Things, where we're putting intelligence embedded in just about everything, it could be put into a sidewalk, it can be put into a vending machine, it can be put into anything, uh, and we're adding intelligence to it, and we're adding networking to it, the explosion of data is going to be immense. And that means you want to take advantage of that because you can just let the explosion of data happen and let everyone else take advantage of it, or you can take advantage of it yourself. And the beautiful thing is thanks to virtualization, you don't have to own all the tools. You can pay for the use of the tools. So whether it's AI as a service, blockchain as a service or any other one of the technologies, you don't have to physically have it all as something that you own on premise. You can use it as a service, which means any of us can truly transform business processes going forward. So with that said, uh, again, Rich, as the head of IBM's uh, global digital commerce practice and business, what are some thoughts you have about the future of uh, digital intelligent commerce? So there's a lot out there, uh, Dan, in terms of trends and, and what we see in the future of uh, commerce, especially for retailers. You know, there's social commerce, there's sustainable commerce, there's converged, unified, what we call digital commerce, business model expansions, subscriptions, marketplaces, the list goes on and on in terms of the opportunity that's out there. And as you can imagine, whether it's as a service, all of those things are creating data. That's that explosion you're talking about. And numerous analysts out there talk about ubiquitous commerce, commerce everywhere approaches. The key here is understanding that digital commerce is strategic and it requires the full blending of business. And that means industry focus uh, specific to you with experience design and technology. All three legs of those stools are needed to deliver on the great experiences that our clients, clients, customers expect, right? It also requires that you have a modern ecosystem 
that's able to deliver on your brand promise, but also absorb all of those wonderful as a service technologies you were just talking about. You know, I want to be able as a provider to my customers uh, to have the nimbleness and that agility to absorb some of those technologies, but that takes a modern environment for me to do that. If I'm still working off old legacy systems and you're telling me that I'm trying to infuse a new as a service offering, I may not be able to do that for months, if not years, based on how my older technology environment looks, right? So areas we focus on today are leveraging customer market insights to deliver real-time exemplary experiences. Uh, Other key trends around the explosion of expansion of business models from B2B to D2C to marketplaces you know, will you own a marketplace or will you be part of a marketplace? That's a consideration that needs to happen. Or are you both? You know, subscription models, the notion of usership versus ownership. Now, you don't have to only be a subscriber to these great technologies. Your clients may be a subscriber and want usership of yours. We might see a world where you are renting or subscribing to various things and trading them in or even using, you know, buying secondhand has become a very popular thing, especially amongst the younger demographics, right? That's, again, goes back all into that data. And the more you are informed, the better opportunity you have to build that loyalty that you've talked about and to drive and maintain your revenue uh, in terms of those target markets that allow you to create better customer relationships. Again, it's different strokes for different folks, but the key is being strategic in all of your efforts on what's right for your brand and your customers. Hey, you mentioned uh, legacy technology. You know, legacy technology, I worry about to some degree. I worry more about legacy thinking. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's give me someone who is more future-oriented, future thinking about where things are going versus where things have been. See, I, I'm worried about all of you right now because I think a lot of us are going to be in a wait-and-see environment. Let's wait and see what happens in this year. Let's wait and see what happens with all this intelligence stuff, with all this data stuff. Let's uh, geopolitics. Let's wait and see what's going to happen. Today, you can wait and see yourself right out of business. Uh, secondly, uh, we, we have to take action and move uh, very quickly. For example, why didn't uh, a cab driver think of Uber? Uh, why didn't Marriott think of Airbnb? And I know why. They were all busy doing what they've always done. So if you stay busy doing what you've always done, you're going to be in trouble because there's a new future out there. It's right there for us to see. So I would like you to create a list of things that I do know about the future. What are what I call those hard trends, those future facts? What are those things that are shaping the future? Is AI a fad that's here today or gone tomorrow? Hint, no. It's getting more powerful as time goes on. Is uh, IoT, Internet of Things, is edge computing and These are just a few of the things that I'm talking about, robotics, and are those going away? No, it's kind of like a baby boomer. They're not going to all of a sudden get young. Hard trend. Hey, they're going to get older. So my point is, there's a lot of things I know. I want a list of things I am certain about. And then take a look at that things that you are certain about. And as Rich mentioned, there are many things you could be doing. But I don't want a list of things I could do. I don't even want a list of things I should do. What I really want is one or two things that I must do. So in listening to us, what I'd really love for you to do is to come up with a couple of one or two things that you 
must do. It's a strategic imperative for you to tap into the unbelievable beyond exponential opportunities we have right now to reinvent retail, to have the good old days of retail truly be ahead of us and not behind us. And legacy thinking ain't going to cut it. One last quick thing about uh, legacy technology, I don't want to brush over that very quickly, and that is you have the old technology and then we have the new technology. And we think it's either we either it's this or that. But one of the principles I teach is the both and principle. It's this and that. In other words, you can't just turn off the old. That's how everything works. But you need the new. So the key is integration. If you design the integration of the old and the new to have more value than just the old or just the new, you end up with a path to go forward. You need a path to give forward instead of, well, we can't change everything. We Everything's running on the old stuff. Nothing we can do. Well, and once again, I'm worried about you if that's your thinking. So let's look at creating the pathway from the old to the new. And, and uh, again, my list of things that I do know about the future and list of things that I can act on instead of all the things that I can't act on. That'll help you to move forward. Any thoughts on that, uh, Rich, you'd like to tie into? When it comes to really things that we see that people can think about and, and at least come to the realization on from a trends perspective and, and what they can take advantage of, you, you, you mentioned one earlier, Dan, digital transformation is a way of life, right? That's something everyone should accept now. And for market-leading retailers, commerce has become a top strategic focus in that way of life, not just for the digital native retailers, but also for the physical and digital channels coming together, right? Human capital is scarce. You got to think about how you can leverage your best people more effectively. Uh, sustainable and sustainability and transparency are urgent priorities for our clients today. And you can't just go with a greenwash message. It has to be really true focus on how you're building sustainability and transparency. That's important for some products more than others, but it's a clear focus of consumers out there today. And tech ad adoption, you nailed it. Around all the technologies you mentioned, uh, it's going to reshape business operations. And it's going, you know, we've done a lot of research in these areas um, from, from IBM and our consulting groups. And we spend a lot of time understanding what the needs are of our customers in the marketplace itself. And between adoption of those business operations, especially for omni-channel businesses, is critical. And building the trust and security to underpin a sustained set of innovations is also critical to maintaining that trust uh, with your customers themselves. Yeah, one of the keys I think we want to leave everyone with here is the key is to take action now uh, and, and not put, put it off. I can wait till next week, next month, next year, not to be too busy. But once again, to realize that we're in a true period of transformation, not change. And let me make a final comment about that. Change comes to us from the outside in, causing us to crisis manage, put out fires, and uh, react and respond. Transformation, whether it's personal or business, always comes from the inside out. And that means you have more control. So frankly, I like transformation. Because if I'm transforming a process of product or service, if I'm transforming my retail operation, 
I now have more control because I'm not just reacting to the world as it happens and to those people that are disrupting me. I'm becoming what I call, and this is what I'd like you to do. I'd like you all to become a positive disruptor, creating the transformations that need to happen to elevate your relevancy and dramatically accelerate your growth. Rick, I really want to thank you for joining uh, this conversation today. Uh, your expertise going back literally decades. Thank you so much. Your contribution was uh, fantastic. And I know people really benefited from hearing you. Thank you so much, Daniel. It was a pleasure being with you and really appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. That's this week's Retail Rundown. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.